Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models, and I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. So today's guest in the podcast series on impact is Ben Fanning. Ben is a corporate coach and trainer and author of the book, The Quit Alternative, The Blueprint for Creating the Job You Love Without Quitting. From Ben's experience in the corporate crucible, he's found ways to inspire and reignite hope in individuals and organizations for an inspired job experience. He helps professionals create the job they love without quitting while continuing to work within a Fortune 100 company, keeping his finger on the pulse of challenges within organizations. So welcome, Ben. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks, Ursula. So glad to be on the Work Alchemy podcast. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm really look, I've really been looking forward to talking with you because you bring such a unique perspective on things in balancing your ongoing corporate job with being an entrepreneur and uh, and doing both. So I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this whole area of impact. So tell me, what is it that drew you to to building a business in the first place and, and this business in particular that you've created? Yeah, it's funny, Ursula. Um, again, thanks for having me on. And, and so the way I got into this whole thing was, I mean, years and years and years of, of having, I had this dream of the corner office. And once I finally got it, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It just wasn't the right fit for my skill set. I was working extremely long hours, more stressed than ever. And for so long, I just wanted to get out. I wanted to get out of corporate um, and go figure out something else to do with my time. But I was living in one of the most expensive cities on the planet, New York. And I was really wearing the golden handcuffs, so I couldn't quit, but I couldn't stay. So I decided ultimately to stay differently. And through a couple of great mentors and a lot of training and reflection, I was able to really discover that my mission was really to help the people that I've been working with for years. So instead of leaving corporate, it was about helping and serving and making a bigger impact for those people that I've been working with for years. And helping them uh, enjoy their jobs more and also help them become more productive and effective and really just raising everybody up in the in the eyes of service. And that is how I got into it. And then, you know, over time, I mean, I can remember um, proactively really leading my first um, lunch and learn <laughs> and it, at, at the corporate office. And it was around getting results. And, and, and I found a lot of gratification from that. And then the word started to get around and I started doing more of these presentations and mentoring and coaching people inside the organization. And then it sort of evolved beyond that into something even outside the organization. But it all started with that realization that, Hey, I was really frustrated. I needed to do something differently. And the opportunity though, 
that was so instrumental in me making an impact was looking where I was within the organization versus um, maybe thinking about what I could do one day outside the organization or another job or another role or another career. It was, again, just helping those people that were there and, and marshalling the resources and taking advantage of the opportunities that, that had been there all along. That is so very cool. I, uh, as you know, I, I was in a corporate environment myself, and I experienced that, you know, couldn't leave, couldn't stay kind of dichotomy. And I ultimately left, which has turned out to be the best thing for me. But I, I love that you have grown this business organically out of mm. making a contribution within the organization and then taking it to a broader audience. So... Yeah, it's it's really like I mean, just like you said, I mean, the, it might be the right thing for some people to to quit and leave and make a career change, but regardless of whether you quit or whether you stay or whatever, I guess what comes to mind is you know there is a beauty and the magic of the whole situation is looking wherever you are in life, you know, in the job you have or in a different career or wherever, and just learning to see the opportunities where you are and um, taking advantage of those and making progress. Do you think that's what makes your business really unique and special that you're able to bring that perspective or are there other things that you think really help make it stand out from every other, uh, from other training companies that are, are doing work with the corporate audience? Yeah. You know, I think that's it. Um, what, you know, when I started, I was sort of looking all around me, what are other people doing out there? And I didn't see other people doing it in corporate and starting to make that change. And so I didn't really even believe it could exist. So that was one of the things I had to sort of overcome that limiting belief that, you know, I couldn't do this uh, within my current situation. So and once I got beyond that, I really started to discover that the only way to really differentiate myself and make an impact, uh, you know, in, in my own way is just to be me right. <laughs> from my own my own wisdom through uh, from my own life and through the training and the relationships. And I think everybody. Um, I mean, I really believe this, that everybody out there, um, you know, has their own perspective and has their own unique sort of mix of strengths, values, passion, talent, uh, relationships and network. And uh, sort of the fun part is combining all that and seeing what comes out. It's sort of like alchemy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, bottle up, totally you know, is. Together. And uh, you know, having the courage, by the way, to do that, because sometimes you know, like in my in my you know, as the business has grown, is sometimes I get caught in this mindset of, man, you know, my ideas aren't big enough, or they're not. I'm not making a big enough impact in the world, and. Um, I have to sort of shake myself out of that when, when that inner voice starts to creep in because I have to remind myself that, you know, I'm not really running a race against anybody else and comparing myself to others or other people's business models um, is really a trap. You know, on one, on one hand, a little bit of competition can help push you to another level, whether you're playing tennis <laughs> or you're running track or wherever, but the day-to-day -day, uh, work is is about discovering, you know, what makes you you and how you can use that in service of some way of others, whether you're making a product, whether you're coaching, you know, whatever it happens to be. And just, again, bottling that up, you know, shaking it up and being courageous enough to put it out in the world and see how it can make, a, make an impact.
Yeah, I, I love that perspective of looking at it from the point of view of, well, how can you bring yourself more into what you're doing and not looking at it as a comparison to anyone else, but rather how can you develop further, evolve further, really bring more to what you're doing. And you, you talked about a couple of, of things that I consider values like authenticity and service. Are there, do you think your business is a reflection of, of you and your values? And I'm asking because I think mm -hmm. impact really arises out of somebody's values. And I'm, so I'm curious about exploring that. Uh, okay, great question. So values, um, the way I think about values, and the way I talk about them a lot, I think about them in the sense of it's something that you're born with, first of all. So it's something that, you know, you weren't, you know, we talk about like religious values and things like that. But in, in this sense, I think about values being something that you're born with that really, um, you know, you're most at, you're at peace in the world. And you're doing, you know, you're at your best when you, you center your life around these core beliefs that, that you were born with. And sort of the beauty of life is we get to figure out what those are. <laughs> and you know, sometimes I work with clients on that. And it's always interesting. And not just alone to, not only just to reveal what those values are, but also start to rank them a little bit. Like I value health over uh, money or relationships over the, over money or, you know, whatever that happens to be and living, living that out. And so um, I did a similar exercise to that when I got really frustrated in my career. And that's what led me into the whole coaching and training realm mm -hmm. and presenting realm. And it's been an evolution because my business is still based upon that. <laughs> still based upon a lot of those models right. uh, or, or, or a lot of those values of especially uh, health and family and you know things along those lines that can make can make a bigger uh, impact in the world and so I think the business that I have uh, number one it allows me to take care of my health and I don't think of my health in terms of just uh, my physical, side like exercise even though that's really important to me too you know think about when am i mentally you know in the zone and and doing things that are healthy for me and that's about um being around positive and supportive people um letting my mind create being creative mode where i'm creating content versus just reacting to things and uh I'll, you know having a business that also allows me to uh, integrate work and family together versus keeping them separate, which is something, by the way, I did forever. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times in corporate, you know, we, uh, and I'm saying we, we corporate people, uh, have this feeling like our, our, our friends at work and our friends and our personal life and family, they don't know each other. It's like we're two different people in these areas. And, and this applies to, to entrepreneurs too. In that there's a risk when you separate your business from your family life because they don't know each other. You, you start showing up differently and you, and you lose the synergistic opportunity where things start to come together. For example, the, uh, the focus I have on the tennis court I'm using right now in my podcast interview with Ursula <laughs> and or um, when I am um, when I'm. I, I like to do improv 
Um, I'm, and I do that some here in Charleston. And I like to bring that improv self, the lightness and the open to possibilities and that yes and attitude. Mm-hmm. I like to bring that in service to my clients uh, when I'm presenting. Um, and, and the tenderness that I have with my family, I bring it to work as I engage with my clients and even with people in the corporate world. So you can kind of see how things start to come together. And I guess one of the values, and I don't know exactly what the value is, maybe you can help me with this, but maybe it's like a synergy or um, or maybe it's authenticity in terms of self-authenticity or bringing my authentic self uh, no matter the situation. So I have access to, to all of those things that make me me. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard anybody talk about their values in quite that way, and I, I love the way you're talking about it in such an integrated way, that it's it's not something that you've, uh, you talk about it being something you're born with, it's, it's something that you feel is really part of you and not something that got pasted on because of, of an intellectual process or someone... Uh, kind of bringing that to you or or imposing that on you in some way so i yeah i i think that all of that speaks to your authenticity and how uh you're bringing yourself to your work um so yeah that's awesome i i think go ahead go ahead ben i was just gonna say you know you, you hit the nail on the head there with where friction starts to occur in life and I, I, I know it from my own personal experience as well as working with lots of clients on this, is there, you know, we're, we're sort of um, infused with values very early on in life. And the, the beauty of choice is, you know, we can, you know, those can serve us. Uh, but, the, but the beauty of choice is, is you don't have, to, like if you're, you're in life and something's just not quite fitting and it doesn't, you know, like this particular value doesn't really work for you, you get to choose whether you're going to hold on to that. And then as you go on, what I, what most people find is again, you know, you're, you're just certain things that you value and that might be freedom, for example, Mm -hmm. and freedom. and, And the beautiful thing is you get to also choose how you experience that value throughout life. So say, um, say you say to me, Hey, you know, I, my number one value is freedom. And so if someone in the corporate world says that to me, they often default to, well, um, you know, I need to quit because I value freedom and I'm not able to have freedom in this job. And so what we do together is we start like before making the leap to quitting, we, we, we start brainstorming together. What are some ways you can experience freedom every day in just a really small in a really small way? And it really comes back to choice. You know, I am, instead of like, I have to go to work, I am choosing to go to work because they pay me and I receive a paycheck for that. Um, and it's the same way sometimes in your business where maybe you've got a client that you don't, that you don't necessarily love uh, working with, but, you know, but you're choosing to engage them because maybe it's something you're learning or maybe, you know, it's going to lead to something else that you're passionate about, but just... But just investing yourself, um, number one, is to identify what the true value is and how you can experience it every day. Well, and you're really bringing consciousness to the workplace in the sense of helping people be really clear within themselves that, yeah, you're making a conscious choice here and let's explore some options. 
So it sounds like those are some of the ways that you're impacting your your clients, the people that you're working with now, and both in your capacity within the company, but also in your business. Are there are there other ways that you think that you impact those clients and the people that you work with? Well, a couple things. You know, one is sort of sort of keep down that road of self awareness. <laughs> So the values, and then also to help people understand their own personal strengths. And this is important, whether you're an entrepreneur or you work in the corporate world, to have uh, that sense of, of, strength, of what your own strengths are, or in other words, the game that you were born to play. So you've got a deep understanding of that. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, what, what you're passionate about. You know, what, what is the work more specifically that motivates you because so many times uh, within organizations or even, you know, in, in your own business, when it comes to motivation, we think about motivation being is something done to us. Right. You know, it's the carrot or stick mentality. And what all people don't necessarily realize is, you know, the, the best place to source your own motivation is from an inside place, from an internal, <laughs> internal location. And, um, you know, there are work activities that motivate every single person out there. And having an understanding of what that is helps you make a much bigger impact. Because number one, if you're able to know what those are, you're able to start making a shift in your day to do more of those kinds of activities. And if you're doing work that, that motivates you, you're going to have more energy at the end of the day. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel better about yourself. And one of the coolest things is everyone's got their own mix, sort of like with values. Everyone's got their own mix of work that motivates them. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got a team member or you've got a virtual assistant or something along those lines who who you can collaborate with, having an understanding of the work that they enjoy and having an idea of the work that you enjoy allows you to collaborate in a much more efficient and effective manner to help you ultimately make a much bigger impact. And it sounds like you're becoming aware too of how you're allowing or how you're helping other people see how they can impa- have impact. It's not just about the impact that, well, part of part of the impact that you're having is opening people up to how they can have impact. And also you talked about self-awareness, which uh, that's got to have profound effects across the board. It's not something that you just limit to work because if people become more self-aware in that realm, it translates into into other realms. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it is it important to you to have impact with the business that you're creating? And uh, it, it sounds like you are, you've been very thoughtful about how you're having impact is is that something that's an important part of the business that you have it's an extremely important part um to have that feeling that sense of of impact (laughs) and impact meaning meaning that you know like what impact means to me is i take an action um and it's making a it has a positive effect in the world Mm -hmm. and so when i define it like that it, first of all, it's really helpful because it doesn't limit me because <laughs> I think sometimes one of the dangers of, of impact making is you have a specific idea about the impact you want to make. Right. And 
you're not seeing it happen. So you can get very, speaking from personal experience, of course, you can get very frustrated. Uh, maybe you want to impact a specific group of people uh, or a person or you're working with a client. You're not seeing the progress or you're not getting that feedback. But for example, when I write a blog and I put it out in the world and that thing circulates all over the place and you know, months later it might come back, hey, you know, I read that article and it was very helpful to me. So that is a very gratifying moment where I see the impact happening out in the world. Um, so sometimes I, I guess it, it's helpful to know that have an intention of making an impact, but then letting go of how that impact is going to show up in the world. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it because you can't you can't organize those things for anyone else. You can only put into the world what is important to you that you want to communicate and then see where it goes. And it, the results of that, the outcome of that is often surprising yeah. and, and not necessarily immediate, as you said. Yeah. So that's sort of the long-term view, but I got to tell you, there's nothing better than getting an immediate feedback <laughs> of the thank you. I totally hear you. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing better than that. It is just like instant. And, uh, you know, when I was working on my book, that was one of the struggles is I'd been blogging for years and it felt so great to get to put the blog out there and get feedback, even if it's no feedback. Mm -hmm. It's at least out there and you're getting feedback. But with a book, it's like a longer term project. And so, you know, you'll let somebody read a chapter here or there, et cetera, but you don't necessarily know until the end. Right. Um, so, you know, it's kind of two ways to look at it. But um, yeah. again, you want to invest, in, invest yourself in it enough to care, but then let go of the outcome. And there's a lot of freedom in that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I love that letting go of the how it has impact. I think that was a great way of, of putting it. Have you always felt this way about your work or is that something that's kind of emerged over time that you wanted to have have impact, have a positive influence on things? Uh, I, think I, I think I knew early on when I was a kid that that's what I, I wanted to have a, an impact in people's lives, a very positive impact. And I can remember um, my mom pulled out an old book that I had put together, I think in like the third grade. And it was about these eggs. It was, and it was kind of, a, I'll, I'll recap it. Uh, it's about these eggs uh, that they were like brown eggs and they couldn't find a, a place to be that they were happy mm -hmm. and they were like chastised. And so they actually board, they build this rocket ship, they board a rocket ship and they go to another planet and then there are all brown eggs. And, uh, <laughs> it's, I know it's crazy. Uh, but like that, and that was funny. I've totally forgotten about that book, but you know, how parents can sometimes reveal something from your childhood, like an artifact that brings it all back home. So I think I knew I wanted to be in service and I was in Boy Scouts and I was all really, I was in junior Civitan and very involved in all that. But then as corporate life went along, it got a little bit buried, I'd say, because I had a goal, you know, going back to the corner office about where I wanted to be as the jet setting CEO. And to me, that was having an impact. And in fact, I think CEOs do have a huge impact. So um, I think that that 
is a valid way, of course, to have an impact, but it wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And how I was here, probably put here on the planet to make a um, make an impact. And so again, it goes back to just sort of listening to yourself and understanding what's important to you and what your skills are, and then authentically making it, making an impact based upon that. And that, um, you know, it's funny. Like thinking back to childhood, that's where a lot of that starts to come out because we're so uninhibited. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you're really tapped into creativity in a way that, that can sometimes you can sometimes lose as an adult. Yeah, and so revisiting it was uh, a good experience for me. Yeah, and I love that story about the brown eggs because in a way, <laughs> in a way, it kind of encapsulates what you're doing now, which is to help the the brown eggs find their own <laughs> planet where they uh. they can really be part of something bigger where they can feel at home where they can find their place in a way. Yes. Yes. It's so. weird how that came back. <laughs> I it I'll have to find it. I want to go back and read it now. It was, uh, and it, ironically, I think that school teacher had kept like the whole class had to do the, these, these books. And I think she held on to him for a long, long time. And she ran to my mom and gave her the book. Mm-hmm. Then, um, passed it on to me oh that's great yeah it's funny how these things kind of emerge early on so it's kind of a that's a <laughs> that's a great story have when you're having the the when you're thinking about the impact that you want to have or you're you're making uh you're offering things or doing work to move in that direction of having the impact you want to have have there been obstacles or problems that you've run into in the course of of that and and how have you worked through them when that's popped up well by far i the the biggest hindrance for me and probably a lot of other people is your own internal beliefs <laughs> i mean yeah. especially it's one thing to make an impact but it's another thing to make a bigger impact and to be a and so when you say bigger impact i'm assuming we're all talking about more than what making do making a greater impact in the world than what, what we're doing today, and to do that, you got to challenge a lot of these limiting beliefs about what is possible. You know what is po- you know like for me, oh my gosh, to write a book. The guy who uh, was always sort of the uh, not the best writer <laughs> in school, and you know at all. Um, I mean, I had to overcome. I had to overcome a limiting belief uh, just to start the blog. I mean, I was so afraid the first night of the first blog post I wrote, and the most amazing thing happened when I published my first article on my blog. It was nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> the world did not care. And so, like, okay, maybe I have a little bit of leeway here. Um, and it was tough too because. Um, in the corporate world where I've come out of, and many of your, some of your listeners may have, you know, we're trained not to take risk or if we take a risk, it's very mitigated. Mm -hmm. Uh, making a mistake is not good. Right. Having a typo and a proposal, uh, is not good, uh, from a corporate perspective. And that kind of makes you feel uptight. Like you're walking on pins and needles and like, you gotta double check everything four or five times. 
and writing a blog article and putting it out in the world um, is very, very difficult. But but the um, art making a bigger impact, I think, is number one, challenging the belief that you can't do it. Um, one of the things I did to sort of start to challenge that belief was I started reading other people that were blogging and hearing about their personal stories of how they started. Mm-hmm. And turns out they all, or most of them, faced the same exact fear that I was facing. So I didn't feel alone um, in it and uh, you know, kept moving forward anyway and sort of stepping outside of my comfort zone, and which is another key here, is um, to slowly do that to make a bigger and a better impact. And then it sort of culminated when I started writing the book and I realized I really didn't know any authors, at least not personally. And so um, I started to get to know some authors like our mutual friend, Pam Slim Mm -hmm. and Chris Brogan and some people like that, that have written books and, you know, getting to know them as people and understand the challenges they face and getting their mentorship and guidance was really big to, to helping me, continuing to go farther and farther than I thought I could ever go. And then the impact has has just grown um, from there. But that, I think that really, really does is number one, uh, be open to getting to know other people doing the kind of work or maybe making a bigger impact and challenging those limiting beliefs and then slowly stepping out of your comfort zone as you go along. And I think you've been really great at, making a point of making connections with people that are doing something that you want to be doing people that you whose work you admire and you want to you want to hear from them you want to be in conversation with them so i think that's it's it's a really great thing that you've cultivated because everybody has self-doubt everybody has fear and working through that and just kind of constantly pushing the envelope is just part of it's part of having impact it's part of making a positive contribution in some way because if you're if you're always cocooned away with your self-doubt and fear it's it's really difficult to have impact so it's great to hear that you really for somebody who felt so not a writer uh, I mean you've written a book it's it's awesome that you have been able to step through that and really produce something that's now getting wide distribution. You're really getting a lot of people reading that and, and getting hopeful about their jobs and what they're doing in, in companies. So that's, yeah, I think the fear, I think the fear is, is, is symbolic or it's a sign when you start to feel that like, Hey, I am going in the right direction. (laughs) Uh, Like that's, that, you know, it's just sort of like you're getting outside your comfort zone and it's just a sign maybe to keep keep moving because every time um, I think about my first improv show and for those of you who are listening and are not totally familiar with it, it's not like stand-up comedy. It's like scene construction on the, you know, on the fly where you get on stage and you get up there with somebody else and you have no earthly idea what what you're going to do. And then someone throws out a word like vacuum cleaner and then you just construct a scene right there in front of a whole crowd. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, for me, I was, I, I had been through this, the, all these training classes and the first night I was freaking out. I mean, I was getting sick in the bathroom. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be so rough. And, you know, once I had that, I mean, I really dreaded it 
But once I got through it, you know, it felt so good to have done that. And I got a little bit hooked on it because I went back for more after that. <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. I've done improv classes myself, and it's is absolutely terrifying when you first <laughs> first approach it because you have no clue what's coming from the other person, and it's an it's an incredible analogy for creating a career or creating a business because you don't know until you put something out there what's going to happen, and yeah. you can be you can't be creative in a vacuum. You're you're creative. You put it out there. You see what the response is, and then you just take it from there. And some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. So that's a I think that's a great a great analogy for this whole process that we're we're doing. Um, on a day-to-day basis. So is there is there anything that you would tell people who are, um, that you would share with, with somebody who's um, making a, a career change or, or looking at their work differently or starting a business themselves as you've done? Is there any advice you would give them about how they can positively impact their environment and, and their world and what they're doing? Hmm. Okay. That's a great question. So I would say if you're changing your career and you, and you're doing it to make a bigger impact, uh, you know, what, or even starting your business, one of the things that comes to mind that's been so instrumental is, uh, something I picked up and, and your readers may have be familiar with it, but it's Simon Sinek's why and starting with that golden circle of in the middle. Um, you know, a lot of people, well, starting from the outside, a lot of people know what they do, right? The job, they know how they do their job, but they often don't take time to think about why they're doing their job in the first place. So if you're changing your career, you may know what career you're going to and how you're going to do it, or maybe you have a general idea, but instead of working from the outside in, start from the inside and think about why is it so important to make that career change? You know, what is it about? Is it the people you're going to impact? Is it about a better future for yourself and for your family? Um, you know, what is it a, having a more creative work day? You know, what is it that's triggering that? Because it, that helps you in the dark times when things aren't going as expected. Uh, you know, you need to kind of get through a little rough patch. That's the thing that um, is, is so so important because if you're working from that place, you're going to be more grounded. You're going to feel better about things and you're going to have something to hold on to in the storm. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think that personal clarity of, of, uh, where it is you want to be going and it all ties back with what you were talking about in the self-awareness as well. Yeah. And one other thing that, um, I'm just sort of feel feel called to mention this, but so if you're gonna make make a make a change into a career or a business that's in service, because I think I think a lot of people that listen to your podcast are probably serving others in some way, mm-hmm. uh, impact that way. It makes a difference to think about the people that you're hoping to impact or you're trying to impact, and that goes if you're gonna write a blog article if you're going to make a presentation, if you're starting a business, to just remember that it's not about you. And that is so liberating uh, and, and just feels great to know that it's not a, like my business is not about me. 
Um, it's about, and then like, for example, the book, The Quit Alternative, it's about those readers are going to pick that up and find something helpful within that for themselves. And although you may start with why, why you work, you're going to finish with focusing on those people who you're intending to serve. And um, I, I, that for me is, is a really powerful place um, to work from also. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, uh, I, I mean, you bring so much to this conversation, Ben, because you're, you're very service oriented and, and you're all about self-expression and authenticity at the same time and the two married together it's it's a really powerful thing so so thank you so much for joining us today i really appreciate your perspectives and the way that you're contributing to where you already are in that corporate setting and you're expanding it beyond that into uh, into other companies as well it's it's really amazing to hear about so thank you so much for welcome all of this so glad to be on today. Thanks, Ursula. Great. You're welcome. Um, and if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to, to reach you? Yeah, probably the simplest way is just to email me at ben at benfanning.com. And uh, you can, I'll be happy to answer any questions about the podcast or um, you know, anything related to the story today. You can reach out there. Great. And um, you've got a uh, something that you offer people as well. Do you want to talk a moment about that too? Yeah, yeah. So you can also go to benfanning.com/slash/cost-of-quitting. So that's benfanning.com/slash/cost-of-quitting, um, where I have a free report that the listeners can download there, and it's it, I explain the catastrophic cost of quitting for the employee as well as the employer and walk you through that. So if you're considering quitting your job and moving on, it may be the right thing, but consider the costs that are listed in this report and help you walk through the calculation. And then I've got a nice explanation for the employer also so they can have a great understanding of that as well. That's great. Oh, that's, I'm sure that's really valuable to people in that situation yeah. of, of considering that. And organizations too. So, okay. Um, so, join us for more podcasts on impact. Uh, you can subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes so you'll be notified as soon as podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. And until next time, keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact. <laughs>